Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. The list. Oh, the list. Wasn't there a show? The list? The list. Blacklist or something? Oh, ladies and gentlemen, you're not going to want to go anywhere. The list? Uh, who's that talking in my ear? Oh, welcome to the Dan Bongino Show. Producer Joe, how are you today, my good friend? I'm sorry, I was talking with a list. Uh, I'm doing okay, yeah. man. There we, you go. I still understood you. It was uh, done well. I'm doing good, Joe, uh, if yeah. we appeared on a list, the yeah. Dan Bongino Show, yeah. like a blacklist, um, but it was the bad guys, that's a good thing, right? I, like, that means you're a good guy? I, 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 I guess. <laughs> Folks... You are not going to want to miss a moment of today's show. All right, let's get right. Joe already knows what I'm talking about. Of course, this is going to be good. Today's show brought to you by our buddies at WaxRx. Yes, WaxRx. Ladies and gentlemen, listen, they've been a sponsor for year for on the Dan Bongino Show for two years. And because of your support, even Walgreens took notice and now carries WaxRx in their stores. What is WaxRx? It'll clean out those ears. You're not supposed to clean out those ears with cotton swabs. Those are not for the inside of your ears. It can be dangerous. Listen, it's not the sexiest product in the world to talk about, but as I told you, I had an issue with these IFBs and even in my time in the Secret Service with earwax buildup. True story. WaxRx has solved that problem. Check this out. WaxRx comes with this spray nozzle, little gentle spray inside your ears with this solution, breaks up that earwax, gets it out. You're going to be surprised when it comes out of your ears. This is the greatest product. I love it. When your ears aren't clean, they can get really uncomfortable. They itch, they're painful, and get plugged up. Who knows what you're not hearing, right? Many people use cotton swabs or cheap drugstore remedies. No good. They don't do the job. They can even be dangerous. Try the doctor-developed WaxRx earwash system. It's just like the one doctors use in their office. Save a trip, save the copay, save money. Try the WaxRx system today. By typing in GoWaxRx.com. That's GoWaxRx.com. Use offer code DAN at checkout for free shipping or visit your local Walgreens. Don't wait. You have no idea what you might be missing because of inner earwax. Visit GoWaxRx.com. Use offer code DAN to support the show. All right. Let's go. Here we go. So before I get to the list... Oh, this is going to be good. The case, ladies and gentlemen, we are just understand we are living right now in, at least in modern times, in what I've considered peak government chaos. Things, institutions are collapsing around us. Um, They are. There is a, a, a no question in my mind. There is an effort behind the scenes to overturn the results of an election. You call it whatever you want, but I don't think any sensible person would argue that. Now, having said that, the media and the deep staters are in full revolt against you. The only one standing in the way at this point is the Trump administration. The case against others is falling apart, though, and evidence is being ignored left and right. Two things happened last night and this morning. And it's coming out so fast and furious, I cannot tape any. That's why the show's been a little bit late. We we have to just get on this stuff right away. Yeah. Number one, press release last night from Ukraine about Burisma. Look at this bad boy. But not from Burisma, press, excuse me, a press release for Precision Matters about Burisma from Interfax Ukraine. Wait, what? Burisma paid Joe Biden $900,000 for lobbying? A Ukrainian MP alleges? So a Ukrainian politician, just to be clear, is now alleging, last night, 
allegations. We're not Democrats, again, so people are innocent to proven guilty. But ladies and gentlemen, if there were entrepreneurial media types interested even remotely in the truth, Joe, do you think mm-hmm. this would be a story? Uh, you think? Let's reset yeah. here. So Joe Biden's kid, Hunter, works for a natural gas yeah. company called Burisma, despite having zero experience in the Ukraine, in Ukraine or with natural gas. While Joe Biden is the point man on Ukraine discussing natural gas, his son gets a gig, mm. a lucrative gig for $80,000 plus a month. All right. We now find out there's an allegation out there surfacing from a Ukrainian politician that Biden himself may have been paid $900,000 while simultaneously Biden's on tape lobbying to get the prosecutor investigating his son's sweetheart deal with the natural gas company fired that Biden may have been paid almost a million dollars. Folks, where is the media? Where is the media? Where are you? If you were not watching this show every day or watching Hannity or listening to Mark Levin or reading Jeff Carlson in the Epic Times or Chuck Ross or Daily Call, you've missed this whole story. Or John Solomon at the Hill, Sarah Carter. You have missed the whole story. Secondly, just breaking this morning. I have any news. It It just happened before we get on the air. Two people were arrested for campaign finance violations. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to have more on this tomorrow. You're not going to want to go anywhere. Evidence again that they are desperate to shut this thing down. So what, Dan? Two people were arrested on allegations of campaign violations. What's the big deal? Oh, well, it turns out those two people were working with Rudy Giuliani at some point. Hmm. Those two people may have been uncovering information about the Ukrainian malfeasance with Biden and others, and they were about to take a trip somewhere. Oh, I've got more on let's call this development tomorrow. Wow. Campaign finance violations all of a sudden reemerging again Hmm. to shut people down who may have been uncovering stuff. Now let's get to the real meat and potatoes. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm not kidding. Goosebumps right now. Here we go. Here we go. So last night, if you were watching Sean Hannity's show, our good friend and excellent congressman from California, Devin Nunes, who the nation owes the debt of gratitude for his work uncovering Spygate, Uh appeared on with Sean Hannity. I was on afterwards with uh, Chris Hahn on Laura Ingram. (laughs) That was a doozy. Heard about that? Well, yeah. 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 A lot of people did. Uh, So... (laughs) Nunes was on last night. And uh, Joe, do you have the Nunes translator? We may initiate uh, yeah. the Nunes translator. Here we go, baby. Initiating Nunes translator, Dan. <laughs> Good to go, bro. Of course, when Nunes talks, you have to translate because Nunes does not reveal classified information, unlike uh, Democrats. Um, so when he goes on, he's very careful with his words. So I want to play a quick clip. Sean drops a bomb on his show. If you missed it, man, did you miss out. And this bombshell he drops has an interesting tie-in to moi. Let's play the cut. My sources are telling me that the former U.S. ambassador to Ukraine, Ivanovich, uh, my little birdies are whispering to me, I don't know if it's true or not yet, but I'm looking. Uh, do you know of any evidence that she may have used government resources to monitor communications of American citizens? And do you know of any of these citizens might have been journalists? 
Well, what I can tell you is, is that we know what, what Pete Sessions, Congressman from Texas, now retired. We know what he had to say. We know that there are people within uh, that, were, that were not only Ukrainians, but also Americans that worked at the State Department who have raised concerns about this ambassador. That's why she was ultimately removed. We also have concerns that possibly they were monitoring uh, press uh, from different uh, journalists and others. Uh, that we don't know, but, you know, we have people who are giving us this information. <laughs> well, Paula, Paula, <laughs> what do you think of that? You like that cut? Joe, how do you feel about that cut? Well, it's 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 got me wondering, and I'd really like to know what uh, <clears throat> Nunez is talking about here, Dan. I think I need you to Thank explain. Thank God we have the Nunez translator. Yeah. 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 I mean, if it wasn't for the Nunez translator. Um, <laughs> so, folks, if you're a regular viewer of this show, we've been covering... Joe Biden, Ukraine, yeah. Ukraine and the DNC and Ukrainian collusion and interference in the 2016 election for probably upwards of two years right now. Um, it's yeah. covered extensively in my latest book, Exonerated, and even more extensively in my first book, Spygate, which was written with uh, DC and, 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 uh, and Matt about two plus years ago. The whole story started to come together. So now, yesterday, we exposed how there's some suspicious connection between the whistleblower and their allegation about Trump's promise to the Ukrainians, between the language and the wording of the complaint and some of the concerns expressed by the Ukrainian ambassador Charge, Bill Taylor. The Ukrainian ambassador at the time was a woman by the name Marie Yovanovitch, who I have been covering and tweeting about for a very long time. Why? Because I have sources like everyone else. So now we find out last night that Marie Ivanovich, who, again, if you listen to yesterday's show, I cover this extensively. Marie Ivanovich can't stand Trump. She could never stand Trump. And there are serious allegations that she may have placed herself inappropriately in between Ukrainian investigations into corruption involving Democrats and the truth. That's putting it mildly, and I'm being nice by saying that. Okay. The other allegation is she was overseas in Ukraine bashing President Trump at every opportunity while simultaneously claiming to represent the United States in Ukraine. Her number two is a guy by the name of Bill Taylor, who is whose language in a bunch of texts with a bunch of other diplomats about his concerns about Trump in Ukraine is mirrored almost exactly in the whistleblower's complaint. Not suggesting Taylor's the whistleblower. Keep in mind. Okay. But did Taylor may be or have something to do with the White House official who fed the information to whistleblowers? Everybody get the setup? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I know you do. Glad you clarified that. Yeah, good. Now we find out that Yovanovitch, who we have been on like white on rice mm -hmm. for a long time now, that there's an allegation that Nunes and Hannity put out last night that Yovanovitch and other U.S. officials overseas may have been monitoring some journalists and other folks no. monitoring like what monitoring. why are you monitoring us <laughs> oh us i just oh i slipped oh, oh dan notice how he says now john solomon uh we're reasonably confident is on the list of people to monitor from ukraine um maybe tomorrow if marie ivanovich shows up for this hearing on capitol hill on friday Maybe you'll see some other names on the list. Ding. Joe, yeah. serious question. Yeah, I know man. I kind of, you know, mess sure. around a lot. Yeah, right. What are they afraid of, man? 
I thought we were conspiracy theorists, right? I, that's what I that's thought. That's what they told us, right? <laughs> Me, you, Paula, everyone involved in the Dan Bongino show. We're all con- it's all a conspiracy. Bunch of wackos. By, matter of fact, the, the, the idiots, yeah. uh, and I mean idiot, I, idiots may be nice. The morons at BuzzFeed who've been on the wrong side of the Spygate story, every angle of it from day one, yeah. they, could, they put out so much fake news that... The fact that you work for BuzzFeed is hilarious in and of itself. BuzzFeed wrote an article yesterday still trying to take a shot at me and John Solomon <laughs> calling Spygate a conspiracy theory still to this day, okay. despite being on the wrong side of every angle of it. If it's a conspiracy theory and the and the conspiracy blog BuzzFeed, which is legitimately a conspiracy blog, that's yeah. all they do is make stuff up. If they're right, Joe, why was the U.S. government monitoring our stuff? My God. Goodness, we are important. My goodness, we are important. Don't you feel special to, like do, the church Dan. lady on Saturday night? Yes, I Isn't do. Isn't that special? That's what I'm trying to say, Dan. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, folks, I'm asking a legitimate question. Yeah, brother. If everything we've been telling you about the Ukrainians colluding with ex-DNC members to interfere with the election, feeding false information about Manafort to get a spy warrant on Trump, if everything we've been telling you about Joe Biden's involvement with Burisma, if all of this is a big conspiracy theory, what the were government officials in Ukraine monitoring our stuff for? You listen to the podcast today, Marie? Oh, I hope so. We've got a lot more, folks. We have not even scratched the surface of what's coming ahead. We're just what, 12 minutes into the show, 12 yeah. and a half minutes into the show. And I, we just launched three tactical nukes here. So now we know before we move on, cause I've got a lot more to get to. We know there was a list of people to monitor. Why? We were all conspiracy theorists. Why monitor me and John Solomon? If everything is false and we just made it up, why are you so worried? We know now that two people allegedly assisting in this Ukrainian collusion scandal with the Democrats, have now been locked up for campaign finance violations right before a trip. Wow, that's awfully convenient, that timing. And we also know that a new allegation is surfacing that Biden himself from a Ukrainian MP, a politician, that Biden himself may have received some money after calling for a prosecutor to be fired, was investigating the company that's alleged to be involved in this lobbying and the payoff of Biden. This is just this morning, folks. This is just this morning before I got to the show. You are not going to want to miss tomorrow or the rest of the show. I haven't even gotten to Mueller, the emails, the Eric Prince tape. This show is going to be absolutely stacked. Okay. Um, All right. Let's get, I just want to get the sponsors. They, they pay a lot to be here. I want to read this sponsor and we're going to rock and roll. And this is going to be good. So please don't go in here. Today's show also brought to you by our buddies at Ali. We love Ollie. Listen, my you know my you know my dogs. I've adopted my mother-in-law's dogs. I love them, Baby and Linda, two beautiful Morkies. I love them to death. They look great. Why? Because we give them Ollie. Ollie's the best dog food out there. Your dog's health is as important as every other member of your family. It starts with what you feed them. But you know what's in your dog's food? Ollie puts dogs first with vet-formulated recipes and fully transparent ingredients to give your dog the healthiest food possible. Ollie makes fresh fresh meals for dogs with real ingredients that people can eat and delivers them to you on a regular schedule. They beat out that store-bought dog food at 10 to 1 on the palatability scale. You know what that means? It tastes good. It's real food. You can eat it. It's not dog food. It's I'm, food dogs can eat. There's just a difference. Just try it. Yeah. <laughs> 
You like that? You, it's good. Yeah. <laughs> because they create customized vet formulated recipes made with all natural ingredients, no preservatives, and sourced from U.S. family farms. Go to myolly.com, answer a few questions about your dog, and they'll customize recipes to your dog and ship pre-portioned delicious meals so your pup gets the perfect portion every time. They've delivered 5 million meals and counting. Shipping's free. You don't like the meals? Your dog doesn't like them? Send you a get a money back guarantee. You're going to love them. Baby and Linda adore these things. They won't eat anything else. That's the only issue. They won't touch anything else. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> Ollie's offering our listeners 60% off. That's six zero. Your first box plus, plus you get a free bag of treats at myolly.com slash try slash Bongino. It's the best deal they have available anywhere. Go to myolly, M-Y-O-L-L-I-E.com slash try slash Bongino for 60% off plus a free bag of treats spelled myolly, M-Y-O-L-L-I-E.com slash try slash Bongino. Check it out, folks. Your dogs are going to absolutely love this stuff. All right, here we go. <laughs> okay. So new book is out. The new book is called Deep State, Joe. And in the book, I, th- I thought there wasn't a deep state. Why would you write a book about it? It's not from a conservative, by the way. Mm. Um, and this new book makes a pretty incredible allegation. The New York Post covered this. And I'm going to tie this into Mueller. And what's really going on, I'm going to tie it back to the beginning, why the arrest of these two people allegedly working with Rudy Giuliani. too. So New York Post by Ebony Bowden. O-S word. Okay. The moment FBI agents found Hillary Clinton's emails on Anthony Weiner's laptop. Folks, the allegation in this story um, is deeply troubling. Apparently, an FBI agent says, this is from them. The FBI agent looked at Anthony Weiner. Remember Huma Abedin, who was Hillary Clinton's assistant, the husband. He was running for mayor in New York. He was a perv. Well, they found his computer and they found some emails on there. So here's a quote in the New York Post piece from an FBI agent. I'm telling you that we have potentially 10 times the volume that Director Comey said we had on the record. The agent recounted to Stewart. Why isn't anybody here? Folks, remember, Comey said they found 30,000 emails. Now, this FBI agent, according to this book, is alleging they found 340,000 emails. Hillary Clinton emails on this computer. Why does this matter? Why are we bringing this up now? Because, again, remember, Joe, we're just conspiracy theorists here, me and you. No worries, folks. Government people are checking us out. A little monitoring. But don't worry. It's just a big conspiracy theory. Why would this concern you? Well, this was a story we nailed again well over a year ago. Oh, yeah. There was an interesting allegation that surfaced, hat tip to Breitbart, uh, Breitbart Radio, um, and an interview they conducted with Eric Prince, who conveniently, Joe, found himself under investigation by Bob Mueller. I'll get to that in a second, too. Um, After this interview surfaced, and this interview, I want you to listen to what Eric Prince said they found on Anthony Weiner's laptop. But remember, Jim Comey said, don't worry, we only found 30,000 emails, Joe, and we already had them all. That's not what this bureau source is telling this book writer, and it's not what Prince said his sources in the NYPD who was involved in the Weiner case found the... The Weiner case, you can't even say it. Play this cut. We come back. I'm going to tie this into the Giuliani story again and what's going on now. Check this out. I want to give color on, on why the FBI, why Comey had to do that last week. Yeah, please do. Because of, because of Wiener Gates and the sexting scandal, the NYPD started investigating it through a subpoena, through a warrant. They searched his laptop and sure enough found those 650,000 emails. They found way more stuff than just the uh, more information pertaining to the, the inappropriate sexting the guy was doing. They found State Department emails. They found a lot of other really damning 
criminal information, including money laundering, including the fact that Hillary went to this uh, sex island with convicted pedophile Jeffrey Epstein. Uh, Bill Clinton went there more than 20 times. Hillary Clinton went there at least six times. The amount of garbage that they found in these emails of criminal activity by Hillary, by her immediate circle, and even by other um, Democratic members of Congress was so disgusting, they gave it to the FBI, and they said, we're going to go public with this if you don't reopen the investigation, if you don't do the right thing with timely indictments. I believe, uh, I, I know, and this is from a very well-placed source of mine uh, at 1PP, One Police Plaza in New York, uh, the, the NYPD wanted to do a press conference announcing the warrants uh, and the additional arrests they were making in this investigation, and they've gotten huge pushback to the point of coercion from the Justice Department, with the Justice Department threatening to charge someone that had been unrelated in the uh, the accidental heart attack death of Eric Garner, the guy, uh, almost two years ago. So that's the level of pushback the Obama Justice Department is doing against actually seeking justice in these email and other related criminal matters. <laughs> what? Now, yeah. folks, we already covered this and that cut. Yeah. Again, hat tip Breitbart Radio. I think it was Alex Marlowe interviewing Eric Prince, who Eric Prince, for some background, was the former owner of what was previously known as Blackwater. Eric Prince is also the brother of Betsy DeVos, Trump's education secretary. Now, Joe, I, I thought we cared about whistleblowers. Hmm. I, I didn't we? Yeah, I, we. Yeah, I, 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 everybody cares. The Democrats. We need to protect whistleblowers. Yes, we do. We need yeah. to protect them. Mm-hmm. Well, how did they protect Eric Prince? Let's check. Here's this article in the Hill about how they protected Eric Prince, who says he has information about a whistleblower about some potentially very oh. serious misconduct mm-hmm. found on the email system of Anthony Weiner and Hillary Clinton on Anthony Weiner's computer. So let's check out this article from the Hill. Uh, yes, that's right. Yes, Prince finds himself under investigation oh, that's by Bob yeah. Mueller and the House Intel Committee. How and about that? Yeah. House Intel <laughs> formally requests criminal investigation to Eric Prince. I... How is this? How How is this? This is just in April, by the way. I thought he was a whistleblower. I thought we were interested in the blowing of the whistle. The whistleblowing. <laughs> I, thought, I thought that was a thing. So let me be clear. Eric Prince says, hey, this Anthony Weiner laptop that now an FBI agent is also passing on to an author contained a lot more of Hillary's emails than initially stated. Now, to be clear, I can't confirm on the show because it's not my source that what Prince is saying is accurate. I can't. Okay. I don't know if it contained information about Epstein's. I don't know. I haven't seen it. Be irresponsible. I'm telling you, Eric Prince is not an unreliable source, number one. He's a guy with a serious business background, has been involved for a long time. And number two, isn't it worth investigating? He's a whistleblower. Even worse. He's making an allegation, Joe, that there was a quid pro quo. I thought that was huge. I thought quid pro quos were off limits, that they weren't supposed to happen. Did you hear what Prince said? Oh, man. 
Prince said, right? This is disturbing, uh, yeah, isn't it? This is Prince? quite disturbing. Said, yes. mm-hmm. It's not that not to the left, just to us. Yeah. Eric is. Prince says that the stuff was so dirty and filthy on there that the NYPD was going to hold a press conference themselves to indicate that they had found some grotesque stuff involving the Clintons, Clinton email, and more email than they said was there. And that the DOJ, according to Prince's source, pressured the NYPD to shelve the press conference and threaten them with charges on the Eric Eric Garner case, the guy who died, um, remember, with uh, the the um, the case in, was in Staten Island. Right, right, right. Remember that case? Sure do. That they threatened charges to make this thing go away. Ladies and gentlemen, do you understand the abuse of power that would be if that was true? Now, again, I'm not reporting it as fact because it's not my source. The point I'm trying to make is not to resurface these allegations for the sake of resurfacing them. I thought we were concerned about whistleblowers, who Prince appears to have, a whistleblower, and quid pro quos. Erroneous. A something for something deal. You're darn (laughs) right, Vince. Totally erroneous. He's got a source indicating the Justice Department saying, you are going to make this presser go away or we're going to look into your guy and make charges in this NYPD case. Level charges. But that's not what happened to Prince Joe. Eric Prince was not celebrated as a whistleblower with allegations of a quid pro quo. He's being put under investigation by Bob Mueller first, which we've already covered, and by the House Intel Committee. Folks, on a very serious note, tying this back this morning, this Giuliani story about these two people Mm -hmm. who are now being arrested and charged on a campaign violation who may or may not have been working on this Ukraine case. This is serious stuff, folks. I'm not messing around. You know, I don't, I'm not sure I've expressed to you the gravity of the peril we're in right now. No, my goodness. In this Republic. When I woke up this morning to two messages about my name being on a list, I'm not like scared or whatever. I'm not. I mean, I'm ready for this fight, and I know many of you are too. But folks, this is concerning stuff. This is third world China, North Korea stuff we're looking at right here. They are locking people up using the monopolistic power the government has on the use of force and the taking away of your freedom. They have a monopoly on it. They are clearly abusing that power to silence any whistleblowers and any revelations about government quid pro quos in the Obama administration, whether it's Biden, whether it's the Justice Department, whether it's Russians and relaying sources to the United States about Trump, they are trying to make it all go away. What has Tucker Carlson been saying every night on his show on Fox? Folks, with the left, the virtue is the sin. They want a virtue signal. Look, Joe, we're investigating campaign violations against these Giuliani guys. Mm-hmm. Look, Joe, we're investigating Trump in Ukraine. Look, Joe, we're investigating Eric Prince for this collusion stuff. Mm-hmm. They want to appear virtuous. What they're really doing is covering their own sins. I thought Prince was a whistleblower or at least had access to one. Burisma, you're not even concerned about these serious allegations of payments now to Biden and his son? Nobody's concerned? Are you even going to look at them? Maybe they're false. 
There's a way to figure that out, Joe. You know how would you know you do journalism? Yeah. This is a disgrace. This is a disgrace. This new book is not written by some right-wing conservative about these FBI uh, discovering with the NYPD the surfacing of 300,000-plus Hillary emails and Wiener's computers. Anybody care about this at all? Unbelievable. All right, so last sponsor. It's good because I need like a mental... Because this is really overwhelming. Hey, Dan, you're on a list. Oh, that's great. What kind of list uh, for my kids, uh, for my uh, seven-year-old's birthday party? No, no, not that list. You're on a list. They're watching your stuff. You got another thing coming, by the way, to anybody listening. You listen to the show right now. Here's my message to you. Go yourself. Get it? If you think for, I'm not kidding. If you think for a second you're going to intimidate or frighten us into not talking about this, hey, they're looking at you too. You picked the wrong cat. I'm not interested at all. I've lived a long, fruitful life. 44 years, going on 45 very shortly. My bucket list is all checked. I am not even remotely concerned about your BS. However, I am concerned about your BS. All right, folks, today's show also brought to you by buddies at Law Shield. Law Shield. I've got another story here. It's a perfect example of why I am a Law Shield member. Listen, if you're going to carry a firearm, which I do, don't carry naked. Use the protection of Law Shield. Here's why. Imagine you're 75 year old. You're 75 years old. It's one o'clock in the morning. Five teenagers walk up to your driveway with a 10 inch knife. You yell at them, yell them to leave. They continue to come closer. Folks, this is an actual story from an elderly man in Lake County, Illinois. It's a real story. Believing his life was in danger, see why? He fired his weapon several times to scare away the group. One of the suspects, the teenager, was shot and killed. A spokesman for the sheriff's office said prosecutors probably won't make the call on whether or not the shooting was justifiable, quote, for a bit. In other words, this old man could be charged with a crime. Stories like this are exactly why I'm a proud member of U.S. Law Shield. For less than $11 a month, you're not only going to have immediate 24-7, 365 access to an attorney, but you won't pay a penny in attorney fees if this nightmare ever happens to you. Ladies and gentlemen, this is invaluable protection and peace of mind to have if you are going to carry a firearm. Go to uslawshield.com slash Dan. Get their five defender reports worth $100. Absolutely free. You'll be amazed how much useful information is inside. I don't carry naked. You shouldn't carry naked either. Use the protection of U.S. Law Shield. Don't go it alone. Become a member today. Go to uslawshield.com slash Dan. That's uslawshield.com slash Dan. Don't be one of these stories in the newspaper, folks. uslawshield.com slash Dan. Go check it out. Okay. What's next here? Okay. Now, I wanted to get to this yesterday. Greg Jarrett has an interesting piece up with Fox. Now we find out that Bob Mueller, Joe, who's beyond reproach, remember, just like Bill Taylor and Marie Yovanovitch, Joe, these are patriots. Their actions, Joe, are beyond reproach. They're not to be criticized ever. No. But a whistleblower like Eric Prince, he's to be criticized and investigated. Remember that. We find out from Greg Jarrett, an opinion piece of Fox News, being in the show notes. Did Mueller lie to Congress about meeting with Trump before he took the special counsel job? Hmm. I thought we were not allowed to question Mueller. I thought Mueller told us, Joe, up on Capitol Hill, on the record during that ridiculous Mueller hearing where he didn't even know Fusion GPS, who they were, 
Didn't Mueller tell us that he when he the day he went in with Rod Rosenstein to interview with Donald Trump in the Oval Office? Mm-hmm. Conveniently, as folks are forgetting, Joseph, the day before he's named special counsel. Yeah. Right. In May of 2017. The day before. You understand this, folks, right? <laughs> Mueller and mm-hmm. Rosenstein go to the White House the day before Mueller is named by Rosenstein as special counsel. And Mueller says, on the record, by the way, and under oath, he wasn't there to interview about the FBI director job. Wow, that's fascinating. Because according to Greg Jarrett's piece, a couple of other witnesses to that meeting say that's exactly what Mueller was there for. Well, now. So it's not a he said, he said, Joe. It's yeah. a he said, he said, she said, he said, he said, they said. In other words, it's Mueller's word. I wasn't there about the FBI job. And a number of other White House insiders saying that's not true. Now, why is this so special? Breaking yesterday, I would have gotten to it if we didn't have to cover extensively the Bill Taylor Yovanovitch relationship. Folks, because I've covered part of this before, I will continue to stick to, to this day, that Rosenstein was not a good guy in this story. Right. Listen, I respect the opinion of others who feel differently. Please, I don't need intra-party warfare here. We're on the same team. There are differences of opinion. Respect. With a K, you got it. I disagree. I never, from day one, based on sources, my two books, ever believed Rosenstein had anything but Rosenstein's interests in mind. He couldn't stand Trump. Folks, if you read book two, there is a speech in there. We uncovered. No one else has covered it. We found it from the back in the in the dregs of the Internet. We found a speech that one small media outlet covered at the time. Rosenstein gives about Mueller that is so laudatory you think it was his uncle rosenstein worshiped Mueller. read the speech it's in exonerated my book that's out now read it it's short he loved Mueller. i believe he brought Mueller to the white house the day before he brought Mueller to the white house for one of two things mm-hmm. knowing he was going to be the special counsel or knowing he was going to be the fbi director Understand, either one of those two things, if Rosenstein gets his wish and can convince Trump to make him FBI director, great. Then what does Mueller do, Joe? Mm-hmm. Turns around and uses his FBI director spot to continue the investigation into Trump. Hey. What better spot? Huh? What better <laughs> spot? Yeah. You got everybody hooked then, right? Or, or Joe, if Rosenstein can convince Trump in the May 2017 meeting to make Mueller the FBI director, Mueller could do exactly what Christopher Ray, the current FBI director, is doing now. What's that, Joe? Anyone got a broom and a carpet? Yeah. Broom. There you go. Make this all go away. Delay, stall. Why? Why does Rosenstein care? Why does Rosenstein want Mueller as either the FBI director or the special counsel? What is he trying to hide? He knows Mueller's his guy. Mueller's his buddy. He knows Mueller will do as he pleases. And if I just told you Rosenstein's looking out for Rosenstein, then what does Rosenstein have to hide and why is he so concerned? Folks, ladies and gentlemen, please remember the names and remember the facts. 
Rosenstein signed one of the Pfizer's. One of the warrants to spy on Trump in the end stages right. of an investigation into Trump they know is a fraud. They know it's a fraud. Rosenstein is read in on all of this, signs off on a warrant to spy on an innocent American citizen anyway. Rosenstein desperately needs this all to go away. And his best buddy, Mueller, is the best guy to make it happen. Rosenstein, I'm sorry, with all due respect to the quality investigators out there who believe otherwise, is not the good guy in this tale. Folks, I actually worked for Rosenstein as a Secret Service agent in Baltimore. Please, I'm leaving some details out. This is not a good guy. He wanted to make this go away. So what does he do? He brings Mueller. There is to the White House. He tells Mueller, I have zero doubt some version of this, some iteration of what he's, is this. Hey, Bob, here's what we're going to do. This is obviously in the planning stages for weeks, by the way, folks. You think Rosenstein just shows up like some rando at the White House with Mueller for no reason? They were clearly planning for weeks to get Mueller as the special counsel, the FBI director. He probably tells him this. Hey, Bob, Bob, oh, I want you to see this for yourself. Mm. I don't trust this guy, Trump. He's a loose cannon. This is is what I think Rosenstein says, not me. I want you to see for yourself how this collusion thing, we could have all been misled. And even though I signed the FISA, even though it's kind of BS, I want you to see how dangerous this guy is for yourself. You got it, Bob? You got it. So here's what we're going to (laughs) do. Thank you. We're going to go to the White House. Thanks, Joe. You're going to play Bob. It's easier. So, so Bob, we're going to go to the White House. You're tracking me? Yeah, I'm with you so far. And first, we're going to push for you to be FBI director. If he turns that down, I want you to catch his response and see what I see, how how this guy's such a loose cannon. You tracking, Bob? Uh, Yeah, yeah. We can work this guy. Yeah. Thank <laughs> Thanks, Bob. And he, Bob, here's the backup plan. Mm-hmm. If it doesn't work out and we don't hook him and yeah. Trump doesn't bite on the FBI director spot, right? right. Here's what we're going to do. No worries. The next day, I'm going to follow up and I'm going to name you the special counsel to investigate him anyway. Wow. And you'll get to see it all for yourself. You track him, no, Bob? How does pretty, that sound, that's Bob? That's pretty cool, Rod. Yeah. That's pretty cool. <laughs> You do, you do a good Bob. Oh, we're going to screw you're, him You're there, like right? the, Brad, yeah, yeah. the Brad Pitt of, 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 of executive producers. Very well done, Joe. Very good. Good job, Bob. Uh, Very nice. Thank you, Rod. That's, <laughs> that's what happened. That's what I, I don't know how good of a, of a Rod I am. It's beyond my purview. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> it's beyond my purview. That was awesome. That Bob, you, dude, that was good. No, thank you. That was funny. <laughs> Oh, it's beyond my purview. For those of you who watched the hearing, you know, there was a double entendre there. Yes. Joe. Well done. <laughs> Folks, this was a mess. This was a train wreck. Now we find out from Greg Jarrett and others and this and this book out that Mueller did, in fact, want the job. And now the story entirely makes sense. Joe, you got that, right? Pretty simple. Oh, yes. Paula, did you get it? Thank you. Yeah. All right. I only say because I want to move on. Okay. Now. Getting back to the impeachment fiasco, folks, again, the case is completely entirely falling apart and you cannot get a straight answer from alleged journalists who are really propagandists for the Democrat Party who refuse, absolutely refuse 
adamantly to report on the facts of this case. They're ignoring the Burisma thing. They're covering this Giuliani thing with these two guys arrested as if there's no suspicious question. Wait, what were these guys looking into? Why were they arrested now? Where were they going? Let's see how they report on the list when that bombshell drops. Another thing they're leaving out of this, you're not going to find anywhere on these hack so-called mainstream media outlets. Here's another story at Fox about the Ukrainian president who allegedly was blackmailed by Trump. (laughs) Can you read the headline? Ukraine president says no blackmail in phone call with Trump. Greg Wilson, Fox News. The article will be up at the show notes today. That's pretty straightforward. Yeah. Uh, uh, is it? I mean, uh, Joe, you are the audience on but we don't need the audience no, on Budgman hat for this. for this, folks. Is it where? Do you understand what they're impeaching? They're in the process right now of, of trying to overthrow the results of an election to tell you democracy doesn't matter. Your choice to be president is no good because you're all morons. The media and the Democrats are getting ready, preparing right now. You see why my concern at the beginning of the show that the republic is collapsing around us? Absolutely. And the media is playing a role in it? Yeah. Nobody's even interested that the impeachment charge at Trump tried to bribe or blackmail a foreign leader, that the foreign leader has gone on the record now saying that it didn't happen? Folks, is anybody concerned about this? You know, I was on last night, Ingram, with with Han. and. Chris just made up what was in this. We have the transcript of the call. He just made it up. And I'm tired of people on TV like, I think you're mischaracterized. I was like, Chris, you're just a liar. You're a liar. Grabian picked it up this way. The Imagino yes, calls Chris on a liar. He is. He lied. He just made up what's in the transcript. We now have the transcript of the call. There was no blackmail. There was no deal. That's not in there. We have the Ukrainian president. No blackmail. No deal. We have the Ukrainian president. The topic of military aid for information on Hunter Biden, we didn't even know anybody was upholding military aid. What kind of extortion attempt is that? This is the dumbest extortion attempt in human history. We're extorting you for military aid. Maybe you should mention the military aid then. There's no blackmail. Does that even matter? This story? Now, I want to cover one more angle of this. It's, there's no story on it, but there's another thing that surfaced yesterday. Well, there are stories on it, but just roll with me for a second here. Okay. The word surfacing yesterday now is that the alleged whistleblower, who again sounds suspiciously like Bill Taylor, who worked for Yovanovitch, who has us on some kind of a list, apparently. Yeah. Swindler's list. Dude, you're too, you're on fire today. Well, thank you. You really are. That not my purview is one of your all-time <laughs> greats. Paula logged that for a Joe best Jeez. greatest hits. Maybe we'll play it on the weekend. Thanks, greatest hits. Yeah, seriously, that'd be a great Saturday show. Your greatest hits. But something surfaced yesterday. The alleged whistleblower is not a whistleblower. It's a deep state hack, right? Right. Had contact, Joe, with some of the 2020 candidates for president on the Democrat side. Oh, oh. oh. Nothing to see there, folks, at all. But listen to this. Listen to this. This is where it gets good. To show you the the fetid, stank hypocrisy of the media who has two completely different sets of rules for Republicans and Democrats. 
the media Democrat coordinated response to that, Joe, that the whistleblower that's attacking Trump now has has had political contact with his opponents is no, it wasn't political, Joe. The alleged whistleblower, the contact with these candidates was only in their role as elected officials. Oh, don't worry about it then. Don't oh. worry. It's no big deal. Wait, wait, where did we? What? Hold on, let me think. Where, where, where did we hear that before? <sighs> the exact same defense used by a Republican that the media and their liberal hack buddies, these bootlicking sycophants, mm. dismissed as no, 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 no. That's that's not a that's not a legitimate defense. So just to be clear, because you're not going to hear this anywhere else, but you're going to hear it here. The Democrats' defense about a whistleblower making up allegations against President Trump, having contact with candidates for office running against Trump. They say the defense is it's no big deal because the contact was only in their role as elected officials. Who said that, Joe? Oh, who could that be, Daniel? I distinctly remember Al Franken, former Democrat senator, questioning hmm. Jeff Sessions, the former attorney general, mm -hmm. up on Capitol Hill about his contacts with Russians. Oh. And Jeff Sessions said, in my role as a campaign, um, no. He was. He thought Franken's question was about in his role as a campaign representative. Because mm -hmm. remember, Sessions had endorsed Trump early. You mm -hmm. tracking? Yep, yep, yep. The media want, wow, this is a mm -hmm. lie. When Jeff Sessions was a senator, he ran into some Russians. So is every single politician anywhere in the United States. Sure. He ran into them in his role as a senator. He was not representing the campaign. That's the exact same defense. Right. It is. But remember the media, Joe? Oh, yeah. You're not hearing this anywhere else. Good catch, Dan Bongino show. Self-praise thinks. But what the heck? That was not a defense. No, 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 no. It doesn't matter. You met a Russian guy and you brushed his elbow at a conference somewhere on foreign relations with Russia. That is definitely evidence of collusion. You need to you need to uh, definitely recuse yourself, Jeff Sessions. Media was all over it. Now we have a whistleblower with the exact same story. They're claiming. I don't even believe it was just as elected officials. Right, to right. But the exact same story. And the media, no, 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 Joe. This is an entirely legitimate defense. Nothing to see here, ladies and gentlemen. Hacks. But remember, according to BuzzFeed, Joe, it's been on the wrong side of just about every significant story in the 21st century. Mm -hmm. BuzzFeed says it's all a conspiracy theory. We're all crazy. Well, okay. Does that, Joe, does that make sense, that double standard? Uh, is it not I, transparently uh, obvious? I've kind of noticed Jeff that. Jeff Sessions, uh, I'm a U.S. A senator <laughs> who brushed uh, elbows with a Russian once. No, no, that's no good. All right. Now, a whistleblower. No, I've actually made contact with candidates running against Trump. No, 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 don't worry. They were just elected officials. Yeah. Okay, whatever. You continue being stupid, liberal America. We'll continue. Again, you're not watching this show. You The whole story. Here's the, Joe, story? You, liberals. Side view. Nice. Side view. Profile shot. Story, liberals. Don't worry, you've only missed out on the biggest scandal of our time. No big deal. All right, I got a couple other things I want to get to. It's, the show really has been stacked today. I'd say so, yeah. On the culture war note, 
because there is there are other things going on. And believe me, you are not going to want to miss tomorrow's show. <laughs> we have been read on. I read in on this thing from day one. You read my books and listen to this show. All of this stuff is already old news. And you wonder why we're so on the, the list. CEO. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, yeah, I know, right? I, I wonder. Not surprised. I'm not surprised <laughs> I'm at not all. Surprised. And not intimidated one bit. My man. So here's an interesting story. The CEO uh, of uh, Dick's Sporting Goods. Dick's. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. They thought it was a brilliant idea, by the way, to uh, pull their rifles off the shelves and uh, destroy them. Yeah, that's uh-huh. a brilliant idea. So Dick's CEO admits the company lost $250 million due to its anti-gun policy. They also ordered the destruction of rifles worth $5 million from the piece. Folks, um, if this is not an example of some of the dumbest corporate virtue signaling I've ever seen in my life, I don't know what is. So in case you've forgotten, after Parkland, the CEO of, of, uh, of Dick's decided it would be a good idea in conjunction with the board to stop selling uh, rifles and took those rifles off and actually destroyed the the $5 million worth of rifles as if by the way yeah. criminals are buying their their uh their 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 arms at Dick's Sporting Goods right. legally um which is just so dumb that only a CEO uh of a company like that would believe it sometimes intellectuals as Thomas Sowell uh adequately said a couple times are some of the dumbest among us right yeah now joe this is again tying this into a story from a few days ago where we discussed this new corporate virtue signaling where now they're not they're not representing the shareholders now. They had this American Business Roundtable thing. They're now interested in stakeholders. Yes. Stakeholders, yes. meaning people who don't actually own value in the company. Environmentalists, all these other people. Folks, now you see why we need Trump reelected. <laughs> we are in the midst of a collapse of institutions, sanity, rationality, economic liberty. Now, how does that story from a few days ago about how corporations now are interested in what stakeholders, not sure. I'm not interested in the stakeholders. I'm interested in the people that own the company. They've got skin in the game. What do I care about a 21-year-old environmental activist? What they think about Dick's policies about selling AR-15s or stoners? What do that's Stoner's that Eugene Stoner, the rifle, not Stoner's like people smoke weed. <laughs> Thank you. Who yeah. cares? And when you start taking an interest in what stakeholders think and not what shareholders who actually own the company, it's stupid decisions like this that matter. Now, why did the CEO of Dix, Ed Stack, why did he do this? Because he's playing with the corporate, he's playing with corporate money. It's not his. Again, another example of how even people with the principal agent problem, right? Mm. When you have someone representing your principal and agent, it's not their money. He doesn't care. Now, he should be forced out for this stupid decision. But folks, it's again more evidence of how when you're playing with other people's money, these decisions don't matter. Even worse, stakeholders who aren't even involved in it. At least Ed Stack is somewhat invested through stock options, probably somewhat in Dick's company and the stock price. Yeah even though it wasn't his direct money he was playing with. Stakeholders don't give a damn. They don't care. You're going to bankrupt your pension fund. Even worse, tying two stories together. What did they base their horrible decision on, Dicks? They based their decision 
on garbage research. Garbage. Our buddy Matt Palumbo, resident fact checker for Bongino.com, wrote a piece about this. So, Dix, we're pulling rifles off the shelves. They're so dangerous. Matt's recent piece, the FBI's newest crime report, has bad news for gun control activists. So Dix, again, that's supposed to be acting in the interest of stakeholders. And you would think, Joe, with a multi-million dollar company based on research that their rifles were creating some big public health problem yeah. that they had to destroy $250 million worth of company value to Jeez. do nothing to solve it, by the way. Let's look at the latest FBI research on firearms. So two takeaways from Matt's piece. It's up at the show notes and at Bongino.com. Subscribe to my email list. We'll email them to you. Most relevant, Joe. Yeah. Firearm homicides fell. Fell, F-E-L-L, 7% from 10,982 in 2017 to 10,265 in 2018. Yeah, went down. When isolated by type of firearm, firearm violence fell the most in 2018 among the types of weapons that were demonized the most. Rifles. Rifle homicides fell 26% from, 4, 000, uh, from 403, excuse me, to 297. Dude. Dude. Gun ownership is up, Joe. Yeah. Crimes where criminals use guns down. I see. Down, up, down, up, down. Again, liberals, facts. Another uh, takeaway from the piece uh, about the use of rifles, which Dix wiped out $250 million of company value based on what? The reuse of rifles and crimes going down? Here's another one. Quote from Matt's piece, rifles were a relatively unpopular method to commit homicide with, uh, to commit homicide with, excuse me, as they always have been historically. While they always are mentioned in the news when they're used to kill multiple people at once, they compose a sliver of total murders. Knives and other cutting instruments killed over five times as many people or, or 1,515. Blunt objects such as clubs and hammers killed 443 while fists alone killed 668. We banning fists? What about knives? Baseball bats? Clubs? Wait, all that banned too? Are they still selling axes and dicks? I thought you were basing this on research. Are you telling me to virtue signal to a bunch of kids sleeping in their mama's basement on Twitter, you wiped out $250 million of your company value Based on data you don't even understand? Gun possession up. Guns using crimes. Crime rate going down. Up. You know. Again, a story, Joe, you're not hearing anywhere. Dan, you know, there's the just so many dicks out there. I mean, they're everywhere. And I haven't. I haven't. All over the place, buddy. I, yeah, I, I can't haven't figure stepped it foot out. in one since this gun crap. No. That's like a quadruple entendre. We really were that For those of you who heard our last <laughs> take on dicks, Joe was very, uh, Joe had a few of his moments that'll appear in the greatest Joe Armacost hits one day. We worked when that I, one, Daniel. When, listen, when the show explodes uh, to an, uh, we, and we get up to like 10 and 15 million listeners a show, then I'm going to hire someone just to do an Armacost uh, best dad, because it would be funny. You've had some great moments. All right, Thank folks, you, listen, I had a lot more to get to. Um I did want to kind of cover this Ellen thing. I'll cover it to me, hopefully tomorrow. I know it, the Ellen DeGeneres been covered to death, Ellen DeGeneres and Bush, but I did have an interesting twist. I'm going to try to cover it tomorrow. Um, also, I want to cover a Carl Rove piece mm. tomorrow about what's different between this impeachment, fake impeachment, and a real impeachment. Ah, 
Right. Also, if I can, I want to get to this Cato piece tomorrow about these the Democrats lying about who's going to get hammered with taxes. So again, I appreciate your, your your listenership this week has been off the charts. It's not hyperbole. It's not me overselling the show. Uh, Joe knows you yeah, all have blown it up. So thank you. Please, if you don't mind, subscribe to my YouTube channel. Uh, it's youtube.com slash Bongino. It's free. We're trying to get to 300,000 subscribers. We're moving up very quickly on the YouTube charts. Thank you. Also, subscribe to the audio podcasts on Apple Podcasts, also available on iHeart, SoundCloud as well. Although sometimes iHeart posts a little late. But you can always check it out at Bongino.com. And please pick up a copy of my latest book, Exonerated, and read that speech by Rosenstein about Mueller. It'll all make sense. I promise you. It's a great find. All right. Check you all tomorrow. Uh, check you out tomorrow. Check us out tomorrow. Whatever. You get the point. <laughs> you just heard the Dan Bongino Show. You can also get Dan's podcasts on iTunes or SoundCloud. And follow Dan on Twitter 24-7 at DBongino.